Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! And welcome. To the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. I am Joe Galina. And as always, I'm joined by my friend George Kurtz. Spending part of his weekend with us. How you doing there, George? I'm okay. I'm okay, Joe. Uh, you know, beautiful day. Gonna enjoy the weekend, you know. Yesterday, though, I spent the entire day, Joe, the entire day gutting out a room and then uh, putting it back together. So uh, yesterday, not so good. Today, much better. Mm, gut, like gutting, what do you mean? Like moving furniture, breaking no, no, walls no, no, down? No. What were you doing? The, that, that's what I mean, the second <laughs> part. I, I had a leak, uh, so I had, I had to have the leak fixed. So I had to, uh, you know, take down some sheetrock, remove the insulation, and then wow. put in new insulation, put in new sheetrock, and then I put paneling on top of that to hopefully. Uh, so really, that, that's not, it's really not that difficult to do. The problem was it was in the boiler room. And right, if you know right. a boiler room, there's not a lot of room to move around in there. I actually yeah, had yeah. to have my 11-year-old daughter, you know, daughter's, you know, small, tiny, to put her in a spot where she could get that I couldn't <laughs> to help me hold things up while I wow. nailed and screwed them in. So, uh, you had a big helper uh, there. Great. She had no choice. Uh, no choice yeah. in the matter. I, I had to do uh, a lot of Tetris yesterday. Ah, uh, I see. Uh, I didn't know you were that handy. Are you uh, like, a, like a manly uh, man kind of guy, uh, you know, breaking down walls and stuff, or are you just were faced with the uh, the problem and you took it head on. Uh, you, you know, it's funny. When you, when you own a house, and I, I've owned this house for, I don't know, about 12 years, you learn to, uh, to fix things you didn't know how to fix before because you don't want to pay to have it fixed. You know, mm-hmm. plumbing's one thing, so I didn't know how to fix that. But uh, ripping down a wall and putting it away, hey, listen, it's not rocket science. It can be done. You know, right. uh, it's just uh, just getting off, your, uh, getting off your butt and doing it. Like I said, right. uh, long day yesterday. And by the end... Man, did nobody want to be around me because I did not smell too nice. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that uh, this is a uh, radio program where we don't have to smell you. I, I've showered a couple of times since then. You're okay. Good. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, like you mentioned, uh, great day out and uh, lots of, like, School activity, lots of proms. I'm seeing lots of pictures of proms going on happy occasions. So, uh, I mean, we'll, we'll be talking fantasy sports. We'll be talking some baseball. We'll be talking some uh, fantasy football uh, like we uh, have been doing the, in the second hour, keeping uh, the uh, uh, upbeat and happy uh, weekend fantasy update for you. So, um, and I want to remind everyone, we have uh, our uh, producer, Rob Bowe, along with us. How you doing there, Rob? I'm good. What's going on, guys? Come on, man. No, no, no. I just wanted to give you a chance to say hi and uh, what's going on for you for the rest of the weekend. Anything uh, exciting? Um, no. I mean, I have this tomorrow. Watch. Yeah. I'm going to watch Belmont later mm-hmm. and oh, nothing really. Right. Yeah, we were talking Belmont uh, before the show and uh, you uh, mentioned that uh, Justified, you know, if you're going to be putting money on him, I mean, you're not going to be getting much back, but... Uh, I think I just saw uh, Speeds, the spitting statistician. He's going with Vino Rosso as an underdog. So uh, if you're looking for someone, Rob, to uh, to put a little money on, uh, maybe uh, you could take uh, Speeds' advice. Well, see, Martin. the problem is I need the money. That's the thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> the horses are there. The money's right, not. Well, yeah. I hear you. I hear you. I wish I could help you. Eh, no, it's all right. Don't worry. Yeah, all right. All right. Well, you always do a great job. Thanks. Uh, thanks for helping out. And uh, so uh, let's get started, there, George. Uh, a lot of injuries this week. No, uh, a lot of pitchers going down. Uh, should we start with uh, Shohei Otani? That's a blow. I mean, yeah. uh, it's having multiple times go? now. 
How does it go from him just having a, a blister issue to all of a sudden now it's a grade two ulnar collateral ligament uh, sprain, the old UCL? So they're going to shut him down uh, for three weeks. He had some uh, uh, platelet-rich plasma uh, injections and stem cell injections to help alleviate pain inflammation. Uh, but like I said, out for three weeks and who, maybe more. I mean, no definitive timetable for his return. And you know what? I mean, we've talked about him as a fantasy player. And in my opinion, and I, I've said this on on the air, I mean, as a fantasy player, if you can only start him as a pitcher, you know, uh, don't really have much use for him. Actually, I was able to trade him away for uh, for Dozier, uh, the second baseman from uh, uh, the Twins. Because, uh, uh, you know, basically he was starting at, once a week at best. But uh, he was successful, you know, 3.1 ERA, uh, 11 uh, plus K per nine. And uh, surprisingly, he was really good as a hitter, batted 289, six home runs, 20 uh, runs batted in. So if, if you played in a league where you were only able to utilize him as a pitcher, I think, you know, he wasn't a great fantasy player. But, I mean, if you're a baseball fan, you had to be rooting for him because we, in our lifetime, we've never seen uh, a player as adept as a hitter and as a pitcher at the same time. But uh, this is a, a big blow for, for baseball in general. Yeah, it's a blow. I mean, you lose somebody who you could have marketed the game around. You mentioned the two-way player, something we really haven't seen. Uh, certainly not uh, – I'm trying to think of anybody else who's done it a little bit, but uh, really it goes back to Babe Ruth, uh, <laughs> somebody who could do it uh, both ways. Uh, what happened was, uh, you know, the blister you were able to see. That's how it happened. You said, oh, you got a blister. Okay, you're going to miss a start. And then he uh, the next day he said he woke up, he was more stiff than, you, than normal. Mm -hmm. And the Angels decided to play it safe. They gave him the MRI. and was like, oh, no. You know, mm -hmm. this is uh, discovered. You mentioned the three-week timetable is really a guess. You yes. know, they don't know. Uh, yeah, they the, just the want to see what happens after the three weeks if there's been any, uh, you know, progression. And, and you know, what, what about the fact that uh, – and, and all the teams that were bidding on him knew that he had uh, a slight UCL issue uh, back in, uh, what, November, December, right? I mean, and, I mean that has to contribute to what's been going on as well, no? Most most pitchers are going to have some kind of tearing going on, so uh, you might be, might be able to say that about most of them. I think with Otani, the reason why it didn't matter for most teams is that you weren't paying for it. Yeah, it wasn't like yeah, when you, right. you, know, you had to give him a hundred fifty million dollar contract; that might have been different. The fact mm -hmm. that he signed for so you know for, for really peanuts meant even if he had to miss a year for Tommy John, still worth it. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what what goes on with all these pitchers nowadays. I mean, it's, for me, it's more of a shock when someone doesn't need Tommy John. Right, yeah, that's right. what's going on now. They all they all have to have it eventually. It's just uh, you say it over and over again. The human body is not meant to throw overhand. It's right. not. It's meant to throw underhand. That's why we have so many. Uh, that's why all these pitches have so many problems. Uh, it's it's uh it's a matter of time. It seems like everybody's a ticking time bomb. And I'm not saying Otani's uh you know went boom, but it's certainly not good. I said the right. three week timetable is a guess. Uh, my overrun to be more the All Star break because they give him almost another week, week off there. They hold him out an extra. Mm -hmm. They keep him out almost. It's it's tough on the Angels. <laughs> Excuse me. It's tough on the Angels. They're in the playoff hunt. You know they've got a decent squad. Going with a six-man rotation. I mean they can finagle. can be done there. Uh, fantasy owners. You know, I mean you you did a great job. You traded him for a Dozier, a guy who uh, perennially does much better in the last two thirds Second of the season. Half, than he does yep. in the mm -hmm. first third. So mm -hmm. uh, good for you. But anybody who held on to him, yeah, you're pretty much stuck with him now. Uh, mm -hmm. No one's going to be able certainly no one's giving you anything now. Maybe you can right. have a good start or two when he comes back and you could possibly move on. Mm -hmm. But uh, I, I think you're probably stuck with him now. And, you know, this is unfortunate because the Angels were being cautious with him. Mm -hmm. One start a week, pretty much. Yeah. You know, he was starting mainly on Sundays. That's all he was really we doing. We, we were upset that uh, the Angels took him out of the uh, rotation. He was supposed to pitch against uh, Masahiro Tanaka when the Angels were playing the Yankees. And, and now you wonder if if maybe they had a hint of this uh, going on and they were just trying to manage it even more so, you know, to give him more time in between starts. So, but uh, And speaking of Tanaka, we're going to talk about him in a few, but uh, he was also diagnosed with a partial UCL tear, uh, underwent the platelet-rich plasma injections in the rehab like uh, Otani's going to be going on. He returned to the mound uh, just over two months later. And, you know, he's had a couple of stints on the on the DL, but nothing really major. He's been able to, to pitch through it. So, I mean, there's no guarantee that he's going to need 
you know, Otani's going to need, uh, you know, a Tommy John surgery. But, uh, you know, you've had it go both ways. I mean, uh, you know, I was reading an article by Stefania Bell uh, from ESPN, great article about this Otani situation. She mentioned that there were a couple of pitchers uh, recently that have had Tommy John surgery, even though they only partially tore the UCL like uh, Otani has, like you Darvish and Taiwan Walker. So, uh, you know, and you, you wonder, and I, my answer is no, and I'm going to ask you this. Do you think that the Angels would ever think about, you know, bringing him back? I mean, because when you think about the, the timetable, if he had to have Tommy John surgery, I mean, he's not coming back till 2020 at this point. Any chance that they'd, uh, you know, let him play out the, the latter part of the season as a, as a batter? I mean, I mean, he's a, a right-handed pitcher who bats left. I mean, his right arm is exposed in the bat. I mean, what do you think about that? Any chance at all? Well, there is a chance for that. There is because mm-hmm. he can return as a batter quicker than he can uh, can as a pitcher. So yeah. that three week timetable. That's why the three three week timetable could be right for him to return as a batter. But mm-hmm. I think the pitching is going to be longer. So yes, they could uh, have that. The problem is if you have him return as a batter, it means he's going to be batting practice all the practice. Can he rehab the arm? Right. Right. Is there enough time in the day to get that done? You know, and uh, to get everything done. So that's going to be a problem there. So that's one thing he's going to have. Uh, the Angels going to have to consider there is mm-hmm. getting his bat in the lineup worth it. You know, so I think they have to be very cautious, very careful as how they approach this because once this is something we haven't seen before. No mm-hmm. team has had to do this. Uh, so it's, it'll be intriguing. The Angels almost have nothing to lose right now. Mm-hmm. Because let's, uh, let's say they even truly believe, all right, he's going to need TJ, Tommy John, most likely going to need Tommy John surgery. They mm-hmm. can, whether he has it now, or two months from now, the result is mm-hmm. the same. You mentioned it. Right. He'll be back in 2020. Yes. It, 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 generally, it's 12 to 14 months. Mm-hmm. You know, so you, you do the simple math. Next year's shot. If you have the surgery in October, next year's still shot. And you still should mm-hmm. be back for 2020. So either mm-hmm. way, they're okay there. That's why they can, they can give him a month, give him two months, and then even if he does, I'm not saying he does. I'm saying right. if, they, if they know he probably does, or even if uh, Otani knows, oh, I probably need it, they can still wait. And see if maybe the platelet, you know, if he gets lucky. You know, you brought up Tanaka, which is a uh, a, a pretty good uh, comparison there. Uh, you know, he had the uh, uh, he could have had the surgery, he elected not to have the surgery, mm-hmm. uh, which is great. But you know, he's lost miles off his fastball. Yeah. Since uh, right, so that you know, he's lost probably three, four miles an hour off his fastball. Is Otani willing to do that? Mm-hmm. You know, is he willing to throw? You know, go from 100 to 95? You know, mm-hmm. wherever it might be. And is it the same for each pitcher? We don't know that either. Right. Maybe Otani won't lose uh, miles of his fastball. Maybe he'll lose yeah. 10 miles of his fastball. You don't know how they'll uh, respond yeah, to this. So there's a, mm-hmm. there's a lot of moving parts here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. I mean, there are some pitchers that come back, you know, just as good, sometimes even better than they were before the surgery and others that, that don't. But uh, so what, what does this mean for the Angels pitching staff? I mean, you wrote about uh, a timely kind of uh, – uh, mention of him uh, on your who's hot and who's not in fantasy baseball. You mentioned uh, Andrew Heaney uh, from the Angels, who uh, is someone that you know has been pitching pretty well. Well, you know when you when you look at the Angels, all right. Uh, I mean, Otani was really the anchor of that stick. That staff is not loaded with talent. It's not. Right. Right. I mean, now uh, you, you know you lose uh, Otani. You got Heaney, who's had a. Uh, and um, hmm, how do you describe his season? An unexpected season. This is not a hard right. thrower. Not a guy who's throwing, you know, lighting up the radar gun. He's not, you mm-hmm. know. So he's been doing it more by pitching, being a pitcher, you know, which right. means controlling the zone, up, down, in, out, keeping batters off balance. But everybody after that, I mean, Skaggs, okay, Tropiano, uh, Garrett Ridges has not returned to being the pitcher he used to be. You know, he's mm-hmm. not that not kind not that kind of person. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're gonna need another starter now, and the problem with them is their bullpen's sort of a mess too, right? Yes. I mean, uh, you lost Middleton. Blake Wood is gone uh, for the year also. Uh, Blake Parker came in as the closer, then lost the role. Now he's the closer again. You know, Justin Anderson may be the best relief pitcher you have, but he's been a little consistent. Jim Johnson, Bedrosian. I mean, uh, the Angels, if they're going to stay in this race, they're going mm-hmm. to need they're going to need pitching help. You know, And I, I think now that Otani has this issue, you know, until he proves himself that he can come back and uh, be a starting pitcher, it's probably going to really be more to in the starting pitching area, but mm-hmm. that's not easy to find. At least not anybody good. You might only be able to get, able to get somebody you know average or a tick above average. Everybody right. wants pitching. 
Exactly. Yeah. Yankees are in the market for a pitcher as well. Uh, and uh, you know that they have a lot of prospects to offer up. And the Yankees aren't the only team. Like you said, there are going to be a ton of teams looking for pitching at the uh, trade deadline. And uh, uh, Angels have been hanging tough. Uh, you know, 36 to 28 coming into this weekend, but they play in a tough division with the Seattle and the Astros. But uh, we'll be back. We'll talk more uh, pitching injuries, unfortunately. Uh, a little Masahiro Tanaka, a little Axe Reyes. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fancy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fancy Sports Radio Network app. The Fancy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fancy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fancy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network weekend fantasy update. Little David Bowie with some changes. Are you a, a Bowie guy there, George Kurtz? I know you're into classic rock like I am. Uh, I kind of like Bowie. Man, a long career, a lot of different stuff. Let's dance. Uh, I'm a Bowie guy. <laughs> I, I am a Bowie guy. I wouldn't have him in my top ten or anything like that, but I certainly mm-hmm. like a lot of his songs. Uh, so mm-hmm. I, I listen to him. I, I got his best hits CD, maybe a couple others uh, lying around here. So, mm-hmm. uh, yes, I would consider myself a Bowie guy. Yeah, yeah. If you ever uh, had watched the show, uh, it was on HBO, I think just for one season. It was called Vinyl. And uh, he was, Bowie was was featured on, you know, one segment. It was pretty interesting, just like, uh, you know, the music industry in the 70s and uh, record producers and stuff. It was, it was pretty cool. Unfortunately, it only lasted for a season. But, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, so uh, uh, Twitter burner accounts. Uh, I've been in the news a lot this week. Do you have a, Do you have any burner accounts that you want to confess to, uh, George Kurtz? I only have the one account. Just to, just to have my <laughs> name. Uh, no, uh, that's, I mean, that's too much energy to put into burner accounts. I'm not afraid to post what I feel like posting on my uh, mm-hmm. my account. Uh, so no, no, no Twitter burner accounts for me. Uh, uh, the uh, 76er president Brian Colangelo. Uh, he had, I think he had a few of them, right, where he was revealing uh, private. Uh, team info attacking people in the media <laughs> criticizing some of his players through this uh, anonymous twitter account i mean i don't have an anonymous twitter account either but if i did uh, i would just have one just so i could follow myself and get more twitter followers yeah i mean uh <laughs> it, it's but it's funny now when, when they always oh no no i was hacked no nope, yeah. not me i was hacked <laughs> you know it's, it's it's like the steroids thing nope it was an accident didn't know what i didn't know what my body I have no idea you know, yeah. it's always the same thing. You know, whenever, no one ever takes uh, responsibility anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, you could follow me at Joe Galina. And, uh, George, you, you have a, an easy-to-follow uh, Twitter account as well, right? Yeah, at George Curtis. I don't make it all that tough. <laughs> there you go. That's what I like about you. Simple, straightforward. You get to the point. But, I try. Uh, I try to help the people. Go. There you go. You're a man of the people. <laughs> that must be but, me. Yeah, that's you. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I guess we have to talk a couple of more injuries. And you and I are New York Yankees fans, and uh, we were not in the same place, but we were watching the Yankee game last night, and I could tell that Masahiro Tanaka had an issue yesterday. Uh, you know, he had a bat because the Yankees are playing the Mets, and they're playing in the NL uh, Park, so the pitchers had to bat. And uh, Tanaka gets on first base uh, because of an error that uh, Adrian Gonzalez made, made and then... Uh, got pushed up to third eventually, and then came in, came home on a sacrifice fly from Aaron Judge. And man, you could tell that this guy doesn't run <laughs> much because he just looked very, very uncomfortable running. And you could tell that 
something happened and he some, experienced some, uh, I think, tightness in both of his ham, not just one, both hamstrings <laughs> running from third to home. Shades of, uh, as Yankee fans, the uh, Chin Ming Wang. Oh, don't even want to mention that name. Yeah, I mean, uh, it may not be severe. We don't know yet uh, how severe yeah. it is. Uh, it brings up the old, uh, I should say the old, you know, should uh, should pitchers be hitting, da-da-da. They mm-hmm. don't, especially, is it, is it even fair to ask an American League pitcher to hit? Doesn't do it all season long. And all of a sudden, he's got to mm-hmm. get used to it and, uh, mm-hmm. for a three-game series. Uh, I used to be able to mind, Joe, where, you know, as long as the rules were the same for the both for both leagues, I didn't care. Pitchers hitting mm-hmm. both or DH in both, but now uh, you know the more you watch, I mean, it's it's idiotic. These no, mm-hmm. very few pitchers can even come close to hitting. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's either strikeouts. These guys are scared. They're so far out of the batter's box. It's you know, and I don't blame them. Listen, I'd be scared too facing a ninety-five mile per hour fastball that I normally don't see all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my mind, the hardest thing professional in professional sports to do is hitting a round ball with a round bat that's going ninety-five miles an hour and not mm-hmm. being afraid of getting killed. Right. You know, so uh, I get it. Uh, and if you're major league baseball, you know, you're crying that you want you want more offense. Well, you know, wouldn't putting a DH in help that? You know, you mm-hmm. think it would. I understand for the National League. I don't know if they're crying more. that they want more offense anymore. Now it's kind of gone the, the other way, right? I mean, it, it was cyclical. No, they're, they're, uh, they're crying the day, for offense. Yeah, but in the days when you had Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire, then there was too much offense. Then it went all the way the other way where it was, you know, very pitcher friendly, and now everyone's complaining that there's too many home runs. I, I, I don't know if they're complaining. I, I like to see offense. Myself. Well, they complain is the three true outcomes: <laughs> yeah. home run, walk, strikeout, which mm-hmm. is true. You know, the game has changed nowadays. We're not seeing much of anything else. But mm-hmm. uh, once again, if you get another hitter in there, maybe things change. It probably doesn't actually. It probably just goes more another you know, home run hitting guy because the DH yeah. is generally a power hitter. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, it, it, it's just kind of silly. You know, I know now. Oh, it adds more intrigue to the game. Really. Maybe for one at bat it does. Other than that, you know, okay, the pitchers now have to come out early. If you don't, if you want pitchers pitching longer, well, you you don't want the uh, you know pitchers hitting because sometimes you got to take them out in the sixth inning because that's when the bases are loaded with one out and you need to run. Right. You know, so uh, I, I prefer uh, the DH, but it, it's not a huge bugaboo of mine. I you know now you mentioned uh, you watching the game too. last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned you watching the game last night. I mm-hmm. found it interesting. Uh, I, I posted. I was talking about this on Twitter with. Uh, I think Wallace Ma- Matthews, a uh, former Newsday writer who writes uh, is under the Oyster, Oyster Bay Bomber on Twitter. And uh, Michael Kay started uh, critiquing Phil Nevin, the Yankees third base coach, for sending Tanaka. Right, whether or not he should have sent him. Yep, yep. Which was a joke in mind. The Yankees were not winning 7-1 here. Right. All right? They were down one nothing against Jacob DeGrom. Bases loaded one out. I think it was the sixth or seventh inning. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think I'm pretty sure it was the sixth inning actually, but whatever. It was late and it was getting later in the game. Down, down, it was one six, nothing. Top of the sixth, yes. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like you were, uh, you know, having runs by the bucket loads here, and actually right. questioned. Well, maybe Phil Evans should have kept him, thinking, hey, maybe Mike. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Didn't shouldn't Aaron Boone be criticized for not pitch running for him? I mean, right. and and by the way, I don't believe either one should be criticized. But I'm saying this is how stupid this is. You know, I mean, you're trying to win the ball game. Now, he's on third base. It was a sack fly. A sack fly, by the way, he made easily at home. Yeah. It was like this was a close play. He didn't even have to slide. You know, and he got hurt running. I'm sorry. You're a baseball player. You should be able to run. Pitchers run on their off days to build up their leg strength. So I kind agree of a, with you 100%. Yeah. You know, kind of a joke in my mind that Kay would even bring this up where it was actually uh, worth talking about. I, I mean, I, I like to criticize. Uh, if I think something's, I didn't even think about getting mad at Phil Nevin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is more of an, you know, it's, what are you going to do? It happens. Guy, you know, bad hands. He's probably, he's probably not used to sprinting. You know, I'll give you that. But to think that maybe you shouldn't have sent him mm. is, in my mind, idiotic. You, you, <laughs> it was you really interesting to watch the video, too, of, of Nevins right on top of him saying, hey, okay, wait, now, now run. You know, it was kind of funny because, I mean, like you said, I mean, these pitchers, they, they're really not familiar with running the bases. Maybe in the week prior to knowing that uh, Tanaka was uh, and Yankee pitchers were going to be batting, maybe they should uh, – do a little extra, uh, you know, running work. Like you said, I know that you say that they do it anyway, uh, but you know maybe they, they should do it more with jogging a sense. Yeah. yeah, but I'm I'm a hundred percent behind you that yeah. I mean the Yankees were down one nothing, top of the sixth. You know your goal right there is to get on 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 the board. So, it's the time of damn game. It just it didn't mm-hmm. make any sense to me that uh, Kay would bring this up, and then of course mm-hmm. David Cohen and Al Leiter pretty much. I would say they back him, but they don't exactly contradict him either. Oh, you're not going to point mm-hmm. to this. Shut up. My God, I mean, actually, you play. I actually like David Cohn as an uh, analyst, though. I mean, he's really into the saber metrics. Give you gives you a nice little, uh, 
you know, insight into the game as well. David Cohn usually will say, oh, we'll state what's on his mind. Yes. You know, I, I like David Cohn as well. Al Leiter I can do mm-hmm. without, but uh, I like David mm-hmm. Cohn. Because uh, once again, I, I, don't think, I don't think David Cohn's trying to hide anything. If he has something to say, he says it. Uh, <laughs> well, I just found it strange that uh, no one was like, really? Well, supposedly he, he wasn't trying to hide anything when he was a Met in the bullpen. I think something. Yeah, yeah, there, yeah. I, <laughs> he wasn't trying to hide anything there. But, uh, but you mentioned Tanaka. You know, we were talking earlier about his uh, situation with the uh, partial tear of the UCL and whatnot. But yeah, past couple of years, he really hasn't been the same pitcher. When you look at like 2017. Uh, 4.74 ERA this year, an ERA uh, 4.58. The home he's been giving up some more uh, home runs the past couple of years. Uh, that's been uh, an issue for him. And you're right, the the velocity's uh, been off too. Uh, and he had an opportunity to opt out, but uh, he wisely stayed with the Yankees. Oh yeah, he was going to. I mean, listen, his ERA is not not very good at all. I believe mm-hmm. he has something like a top three run support in baseball. The Yankees average almost seven runs a game when he pitches. Mm-hmm. I mean, it'll let you know that he's winning games, not because of his pitching. I mean, he's got a oh, mm-hmm. 4.58 ERA. Last year was 4.74. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's pretty 7-2 and two because the Yankees score runs when he pitches. And that's what this Yankee offense is built on. That's why, you know, even if Tanaka goes down, the Yankees mm-hmm. don't have a lot of depth on the 40-man roster as far as a starting pitcher. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's really their biggest issue here. You have know, three guys, uh, at least the two guys they can think about calling up, Justice Sheffield, Chance yes. Adams, aren't on the 40 which means someone else has to go. That's, a, that's an issue. So mm-hmm. I mean, who would the Yankees choose? I mean, and that could be somewhat tricky. Montgomery's gone for the season uh, now. Yeah. So they could, mm-hmm. just, they could just put him on a 60-day DL, which would solve that problem mm-hmm. and bring up one of these guys. But uh, I guess I'm, I'm curious to see what happens here with Tanaka. We don't know anything as of right now, you know, uh, whether or not he is going to be out. Uh, he's going to miss start, not miss start. I don't know if we'll find out until Sunday, Monday, you know, a couple mm-hmm. of days down here, they might want to give those hamperings a day. Maybe they're just cramped up, you know, just a little sore, and he'll be yeah. fine. And he won't miss a start here. So uh, we'll see what happens. But, if, you know, if you're a Tanaka owner, you need the wins, yeah. But for a Yankee fan, Tanaka misses mm-hmm. starts. He's not pitching very well anyway. Okay? Mm-hmm. It's not like you're gonna be, the Yankees are going to be crushed here unless it's a season-long injury. And either way, you know Cashman's working those phones trying to get a starter. And it sure. won't be Jacob DeGrom, by the way. Anybody who thinks the Yankees and Mets, the Mets are going to make a trade are idiots. Okay? Mm-hmm. It's not going to – the Mets would never do it because they'd be so afraid that DeGrom would come to the Yankees, no matter who the Yankees gave them, that DeGrom would come to the Yankees and win a World Series or win a Cy Young. They'd be so afraid of that. It'll never happen. Okay? That's why I always talk about it. It's just, it's just clickbait because it's not mm-hmm. going to happen. When was The Yankees and Mets couldn't agree on – what? Lucas Duda last year. Jay mm-hmm. Bruce. Uh, Neil Walker. These guys were all talked about being traded from the Mets to the Yankees last year, and they couldn't agree on these types of players. And now you're talking Jacob DeGrom? Forget about it. It's never going to happen. Mm-hmm. But do you think the Mets should uh, consider... I agree with you a thousand percent. They're not going to be trading uh, one of their aces to the, to the crosstown rivals, man. Not going to happen. But... Uh, you know, when is enough enough with the Mets where they say, look, you know, I think we need to rebuild. I mean, we just don't, uh, you know, it's, it's almost obvious that they don't have the capital to, to, to spend, to, to, to bring in. I mean, they're not going to be uh, moving in on, on Machado in the offseason, right? I mean, should they now just look to see, hey, you know, what can I get for DeGrom and Noah? And now uh, uh, Noah Syndergaard not, not pitching Sunday. Uh, so it's just, the Mets are a mess. <laughs> and they've been a mess for years. Yeah. I mean, they, they, made, they made the World Series despite themselves. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. This is, uh, in my mind, one of the top five worst-run organizations in sports. Yeah, mm-hmm. When you have owners who are you know, completely lost, this is what happens. I mean, uh, well, Completely are, lost, so maybe they just, you're right, they're lost, and then they try to instill themselves into the daily, day-to-day running of the team. So they don't know what they're doing, but they, they stick their nose in things. Hence the problem. Uh, yeah. These guys are worried about making money. They're not worried about winning. All right? They have the money, but they don't want to spend it on the team. You're a New York-based team. You have SMY, which prints, uh, pretty much prints money, and you mm-hmm. don't put that money back into the team. You keep crying poverty. You know, uh, you've made some bad decisions here, yeah. uh, but whatever. As far as your question, the uh, ground going to be 30 years old you know, in 10 days, uh, June 19th. This is not a young uh, guy, 24-year-old. So he's 30 years old. You know, if you want to think about trading him, I, I'm of the belief, whether it's your fantasy team or if you're running a baseball team, no one is ever untradeable. Ever. Right. 
You know, I'd, I'd put his name out there, see what comes back. In this market, you might be surprised. Like, he's not going to the Yankees. I don't care. The Yankees could offer him Frazier, Sheffield, Chance Adams, their firstborn uh, World Series champion, everything. It's not going. Mm-hmm. That's not mm-hmm. going to happen. So I'm not even including the Yankees. But there'll be other teams that might give you something. And listen, you can always say no. Mm-hmm. Always say no. But I want to hear what's out there for someone like DeGrom who could really turn, you know, turn a pennant. You know, if the, the Red Sox want, wanted him to pair up with uh, Chris Sale, Porcello. Mm-hmm. Eduardo Rodriguez, David Price imagine, pitching well Matt, now. Imagine him going to the Dodgers. <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. Go, go Dodgers yeah. in with, and they have young yeah. prospects. To, and the Dodgers mm-hmm. are a mess at the sure. starting staff right now with all their injuries. I'd absolutely right. put his name out there. Like I said, he is going to be thirty years old. Mm-hmm. He's like I said, not a young guy. He his best. I mean, it's probably not. He, I think he has another good year or two left before he really starts yeah. to decline. Mm-hmm. But you know, his best years may already be behind him. We don't know that. You know, the problem with the Mets is if you trade him. I mean, you're building around Syndergaard, then... If you need type A prospects back. I mean, oh, yeah. You know, that's that's why you can yeah. always say no. This yeah. would be a trade where I'm not looking to trade him, but I'll see what's out there. It's worth it for me to deal him. You know, but you'd be mm-hmm. building around Syndergaard, who's declined this year for whatever reason. You know, he's not pitching as well. He's throwing a lot of pitches early in games, but I think I still think you can build around him. Yeah. But then, hey, you know, he's the guy that came in after what? How many innings did he pitch last year? Maybe thirty or something. And uh, his first outing in spring trading, uh, they let him air it out where he's, you know, throwing hundred miles per hour. I mean, come on. Well, that's just why I think it was good that he's missing uh, a start tomorrow for the Mets. Yeah, yeah. I think the last thing you wanted to do is bring him back versus the Yankees, you know, Subway Series, ESPN Sunday night game, and mm-hmm. have, once again he'd be doing the same thing. He'd be overthrowing. And mm-hmm. I think it would, I could possibly lead to another injury. I think the best thing for the Mets, and I have him on a, a fancy team of mine or two. I'm thrilled he's not pitching tomorrow because I, I didn't like mm-hmm. it. Yeah, you know, for the long term, it's probably the best. And now they're saying maybe he come back next weekend. Outlook. But for the Mets, I mean, you could build around Syndergaard. I mean, Mats has pitched better. Zach Wheeler up and down. After that, you need help. Mm-hmm. You know, but, but once again, if you're trading away the, the ground, you're going to get some prospects. And I would mm-hmm. imagine at least two A prospects. Mm-hmm. You know, so you can build, any, build around. I was going to say, any chance, uh, you, you know, we were talking about the Yankees before, uh, maybe uh, is it time if you have a deep bench, uh, uh, Justice Sheffield, do you stash him? A chance, Adams? Do you do you uh, stash him as well? Uh, I mean, I'm looking at Sheffield's numbers. I mean, you know, they're pretty good. He's up with the Triple A team, but he's walking four and a half guys a, a, an inning, and, and yeah, that's in the minor leagues. <laughs> I mean, you know. I'm pretty sure you mean four and a half guys an outing, because it was four and a half guys an inning. He'd be in a lot of yeah, trouble. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, yes, yes. Thank you. Right. Right. Uh, Could you imagine four and a half an inning? What I, I mean, I think Sheffield will be with the team at some point this season. I was always thinking mm-hmm. more August than anything else, and maybe even September. Mm-hmm. Chance Adams is not somebody I want. This is not a great prospect. All right, mm-hmm. the Yankees should have dealt him when he was hot, which was last year. Right. Uh, right he's right. he's a uh, and this is not a guy who has an electric arm or anything like that. He's he's a pitcher, but and what I mean by a pitcher is that he's someone who's going to have to move the ball in and out of the zone. But he's a guy you, they can afford to deal. Yeah, as mm-hmm. far as pitching projects in the organization, I mean, Abreu's ahead of him, Sheffield's ahead of him, Dylan Tate, Louis Medina. Uh, so they have a lot of guys who are ahead of Chance Adams. Mm-hmm. You know, so they can afford to deal Adams, and they should be looking to deal him. So uh, Sheffield, would I stare Sheffield? You could have a large bench, in which case you could do this. If not, no. Because he mm-hmm. may only be up as a long reliever, maybe a fifth star, but a guy who skip starts, and you don't know what you're going to get from him. You, know, you mentioned he is walking guys right now. He'll certainly be nervous in the Major League Yankee Stadium, pennant race, and all that. So, uh, no. I think he is going to be a good Major League pitcher eventually, but I'm mm-hmm. not looking to stash him in a redraft league. Gotcha. All right. Well, when we come back, uh, we'll be talking uh, more pitching, believe it, more pitching injuries uh, right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for spending part of your weekend with us. Weekend Fantasy Update. Joe Galina, George Kurtz. Nice, nice way to go out. We'll catch you on the other end. It was a buffalo soldier in the heart of America. Stolen from Africa. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone, we promise. No weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. 
Network Weekend Fantasy Update. And uh, if you want a chance to win two tickets to a 2018 World Series game, go to dailyrotor.com slash DKMS. There you'll find a link to a free DFS baseball contest every day. The contests are sponsored by DKMS, who are looking for your help in the fight against blood cancer. For many patients, a bone marrow transplant is the best chance for survival. While 30% of patients can find a matching donor in their families, 70%, that's nearly 14,000 patients each year, must rely on the kindness of a benevolent stranger to step up and donate. Find out how you can help and play in free DFS contests with a shot at winning two tickets to a 2018 World Series game. Go to dailyrotocom slash DKMS. That's dailyrotocom slash DKMS. So, uh, George, we were just talking uh, about, uh, you know, some of the uh, Yankee formhands in AAA. Uh, here's a name for you, and you know, not one of the top uh, prospects, but Josh Rogers, believe it or not, guys pitched uh, 63 innings for their AAA team, 3.2 ERA. Uh, he's uh, got an 8.0 K per nine, 2.29 walk per nine. You know, he, you never know. I mean, we didn't know uh, who Jordan Montgomery was last year, and then all of a sudden he came up and uh, progressively got better and contributed to the team. So, uh, you know that. We're all familiar with the Chance Adamses and the uh, Justice Sheffields. Uh, uh, you know, take a look at Josh Rogers. Just, uh, just know the name. But uh, problem with Rogers, he, he's another guy. who's not on the forty-man roster. Mm-hmm. So these, you know, these guys force the Yankees to always get rid of somebody, and then it's not, not, not something they're going to want to do. Plus, now you got to protect them next year from the Rule Five draft and stuff like that. So uh, Rogers is uh, of all the Yankee youngsters is has pitched the best. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you're looking for a guy who probably maybe deserves a promotion more than anybody else. Uh, it would be uh, Rogers, but I don't know if they'll go that direction without mm-hmm. go, going with somebody. I mean, my guess is this: Luis Sessa, if they need to start, is the first guy they right. go with. Yeah, that well, would be my guess. With, yeah. Right, we 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 have seen that. <laughs> show, and that show generally sucks. Yeah, uh, there's a reason. There's a reason he's in the minors. It's because he has just really hasn't been very good as a, a starting pitcher. Uh, you have an opportunity to win the. Uh... Spot last year, last spring. Mm-hmm. More than one, actually. Mm-hmm. We'll see that over the past couple of years. He, he is what he is. In my mind, he's more of a long reliever than a starting pitcher. But I think that's who the Yankees would go to uh, mm-hmm. if, uh, once again, if Tanaka is going to be out long term. and Or mm-hmm. actually miss, even miss one or two starts. The Yankees do have an off right. day on Monday. So they could mm-hmm. just skip Tanaka's start and not miss anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess more interesting next Monday, the 18th, when they have that uh, the makeup game versus Washington and also the uh, three-inning uh of the suspended game. So that's when mm-hmm. they, uh, I guess their pitching staff gets a little bit more intriguing. But like I said, mm-hmm. Sessa would be the guy I would expect to make that spot start if, once again, if the Yankees, uh, if Tanaka's going to miss a start two, three, four, whatever it might be. I don't think they're right. going to call anybody up long term, not yet anyway. Mm-hmm. So uh, continuing on, uh, some pitchers that uh, face an injuries. Uh, Chris Archer was put on the DL uh, after his, uh, his start last Saturday, uh, which is a, sh- a shame because you know he's had his issues. But uh, he was actually coming on in his last four starts. He had been pitching to a 1.14 ERA. Always been great in the strikeout department, right? 24 Ks and 23.2 innings pitched. And uh, yeah, you figured that, you know, he was probably like the the chip that uh, the Rays might have dangled, you know, maybe at the trade deadline to, you know, in their continuing efforts to rebuild the team. Or I, I don't think he's a guy that maybe they could have rebuilt the team around at this stage. I mean, we've been waiting for him to uh, to pitch up to his capabilities for a while now. You know, in some ways, he's Degrom all over again. <laughs> he's also going to be thirty this year. Mm-hmm. You know, not a young guy. You know, he's not the pitcher that Grom is, but he's not that much for uh, that further. That yeah, his stuff's not that far behind him either. Uh, he's right. a six-inning guy, though. That's really what he is. You mentioned those starts where he's turned around his season. Last four mm-hmm. starts, pitched uh, twenty-three and two-thirds innings, only giving up three runs. And mm-hmm. you do the math there: six innings. Mm-hmm. If you keep him at around six innings, he seems to pitch well. It's when you push right. him. That he has mm-hmm. problems, and he's slight. He's slight a build. I mean, this guy. I mean, you look at him. You know, he's 
what is he, 150 pounds uh, soaking wet, he looks like. So mm -hmm. uh, you, can't, you can't push him deeper into games. He seems to have issues, then he tires, which makes mm -hmm. some sense here. Uh, I mean, Tampa Bay's been crushed, crushed with pitching injuries this season. I mean, you lose Brett Honeywell, Jose Daly, sure. you know, before the season even starts, and you mm -hmm. lose them for the year. That That's a, a crushing blow. Uh, now you lose Archer. Jacob Farrier's out until August 1st here. You did get Nathan Ivaldi back, who's had, what, one good start, one bad. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm thinking this. It's uh, Archer looks to come back probably in about 10 days. Mm -hmm. You let him make his half-dozen starts, whatever it might be, before the day, a trade deadline, let him get himself healthy. I think, for me, if I'm Tampa Bay, what I want to do is I don't care about Archer winning or losing games. I need him to pitch well. Mm -hmm. Whatever it takes. I mean, even if it goes four innings to start, five innings to start, well, you build it up slowly. You want him to pitch well, and you once again, you put him. He could because once again, if the Mets aren't going to trade the Grom, then Archer mm -hmm. may be the number one target for teams at the deadline. Now, once mm -hmm. again, if you're a Yankee fan, not happening. You know, right. there's no way Tampa trades the division. Right. You're right. Yeah, mm -hmm. the Yankees might have a better chance of getting Degrom than they would Archer. Okay, <laughs> so that's not going to happen. He's not going to Boston either. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, but he could be the number one target out there for every other team, especially all those teams in contention. So Archer would be some, uh, somebody else that wouldn't shock me if, if he's moved. The Rays are at least a couple of years away. So I mean, by the time he's by the time you're even good, now he's 32. Now he's certainly on the downside of his career. And someone with his build tends to lose it quickly. It just all goes away. So mm -hmm. this is not a guy who's been pitching until he's 40 years old. Mm -hmm. So uh, if I'm them, I'm definitely marketing Archer. But I got to get him back, and I got to get him healthy, and I got to do whatever I can to keep him healthy up towards the trade deadline. What other pitchers you think are going to be available at the trade deadline? Uh, I'm, I'm hearing uh, Cole Hamels, right? He's he's a guy that. Uh, uh, has been rumored around. Any anybody on your radar that you're thinking that's going to be moved? Well, Cole Hamill will certainly be available. The problem mm -hmm. is that's a lot of money coming, and Texas is probably going to have to make that decision. What's more important, eating some of the contract and taking the prospects, or just getting rid of the contract and taking you know mm -hmm. seat level prospects? What do they want there? Uh, I mean, so I mean, Hamill's is tough because eh, he's pitching okay, three point eight six ERA, one point two four WHIP. Nice, and you're pitching in Texas where the ball flies out. You know, his BABIP is pretty much the same as it is every year. You know, mm -hmm. he's 264, so there could be some regression coming there. Uh, so we like what we see there. His fastball velocity is going down. Once again, he's 34 years old. Yeah. So, I mean, are you going to want to pay this guy that amount of money? You know, be 35 going into next season. Velocity mm -hmm. is already going down, and he's making a substantial amount of money next year. This is not a small contract we're talking. He's making 20-plus million. You know, so I don't know if you're going to want to pay, to pay that amount of money, $24 million next year. I just don't know if you're going to want to do that. But his name will certainly be out there. But like I said, what the Rangers want to eat, uh, I mean, you're talking $24 million next year, and you lower about half this year. So you're talking $30-plus million. Are the Rangers going to want to eat 15 of that just to trade him and get a B-plus prospect? Because I don't think they'll get an A. But mm -hmm. to get a B, B-plus prospect, I don't know if the Rangers will be willing to do that. That's a tough call on their part. They're probably just uh, recovering from paying part of A-Rod's salary, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's you, you, you joke about that, but that's probably true, actually. Uh, you know, so we wonder that. I mean, anybody on Baltimore can be had, with the exception of Bundy. But I don't know mm -hmm. if they're deal. They're going to be all on the Machado trading, uh, possibly trading him. We have heard that the Phillies checked in this week. Phillies, yeah, the Cubs too earlier, right? Was it the Cubs yes. that he was linked to as well? Yeah. Yes, I don't know if the Cubs have the prospects to do it anymore after the trades they've made the past couple of years, but they'll be in on it. I fully expect Machado to be a Philadelphia Philly next year. Mm -hmm. You know, I think I think that's where he signs a free agency. Uh, I think Phillies get either him or Bryce Harper, possibly both, as they have mm -hmm. a um, truckload of money that they can spend there. So I think uh, that's where the one, I, one of those two, if not both, end up well, in Philly see, next uh, year. J.P. Crawford, Manny Machado. I think I'll take Manny Machado. No. Uh, it's close, Joe. I mean, uh, I may have to go talk to my, you know, my spiritual guide there, there. Uh, but yeah, what do you think, think about uh, since we're talking Phillies just for a second? Scott Kingery has really kind of cra come crashing. I mean, uh, uh, should fantasy owners be done with him? Uh, he certainly shouldn't be starting. At the very yeah. least, he shouldn't be starting for your team. Uh, I'm mm -hmm. done with him. I had him in a couple mm -hmm. of leagues early on. I moved you dropped on. him. I, yeah. I moved on a long time ago. You know, mm -hmm. once he was a guy, a hot start, you know, he, he cooled yeah. off late April. You know, mm -hmm. if, you, if you're still holding on to him now, I mean, I don't know what you're rooting for here. You know, <laughs> I, I, truly, I truly don't. Uh, uh -huh. You know, but if, if, you, if you start, if you, you have a problem, you keep on your bench, okay, you can have a deeper league, we, nothing you can do there. I don't have an issue mm -hmm. with that. But he mm -hmm. certainly, he can't be starting for your team right now. That would be a mistake. 
Uh, but other pitchers that you mentioned, uh, generally looking at veterans here. Uh, James Shields, big game Shields. Uh, he had, there was some noise that teams were interested in him. Why I have no idea, but that mm-hmm. pretty much tells you that there's not much on the market, right? You know, as right. far as getting top starting pitches. But James Shields' name has been mentioned about a bit. Uh, you go back to Mets, uh, former Mets starters, Matt Harvey. His name has been yeah. mentioned around here that maybe uh, you know, if he could rekindle something in Cincinnati, which he's been okay. You just made me throw up in my mouth a little bit there when you bring him up. Come on. What are you? You're, 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 are you a Mets fan? <laughs> um, of course care? not. Then what do you care? <laughs> uh, right? Let's let the yeah. Mets fans. One person, <laughs> a, pl- uh, a pitcher that I expect the Yankees to go after is Danny Duffy on mm-hmm. KC. I think that could end up being the Yankees. Like no. mm-hmm. Left-hander. Yankee mm-hmm. Stadium, he's he's had good stuff in the past. I don't think it would cost an arm and a leg to get him. Uh, mm-hmm. Once again, he's 29. Uh, he'll be 30, uh, 30 years later after the season. So he, he's 29, pitching better of late. His numbers are ugly, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but he's pitched better of late. Only give up six earned runs in his last three starts. So I think he could be somebody that the Yankees uh, might go after because they don't need him to be an ace. He needs to be a four, mm-hmm. five, lefty Yankee Stadium. Could work out he's there. He's going to be blessed with a great offense behind him. Right. So I think, like I said, I think he's somebody they'll go for. And, you know, he's making, uh, well, he's making $13 million a year, which is, you know, average money for a starting pitcher. So it's, the Yankees could afford that. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got a five-year contract. I think he'll have three years after this year. So that there's, it's long. But bottom line is I, it won't cost the Yankees a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it won't uh, cost the Yankees talking, eight uh, prospects. Yeah. I just checked his stats. Uh, believe it or not, he's only he started two games at Yankee Stadium, uh, ERA of two for his career. Yeah, I, I, think, pitched, but. I think Duffy could be uh, interesting uh, as far mm-hmm. as a, a, a possible get for the Yankees, under the radar mm-hmm. get for the Yankees. Uh, mm-hmm. So he, he's somebody I would look at there. Other guys, I mean, there's not a hell of a, lo- a hell of a lot else out there. I think mm-hmm. Oakland, you know, they're sort of on the fringe. You know, they're playing well. Trevor Cahill, another veteran pitching uh, okay. So I think he may end up being a target for some teams. Uh, maybe yes, maybe no. If uh, if even if an over was healthy, I think he'd be in this conversation as well as far as somebody who could be moved. But all the guys we're talking about here, you're not talking about aces. Anywhere near clean. It's about number twos. You're talking right. at, at best number three if everything goes well. But generally you're talking about guys who are you know, fours and fives. You know, Tyson right. Ross with San Diego, maybe. Uh, could be someone that could be had there. And, and is anybody really all that thrilled about him? Doug Fister in Texas? Yay. Mm. You know, maybe you could talk Toronto out of Sanchez and Stroman, guys who aren't pitching well but have some upside. I'd rather have you Jay know? Happ if you're talking about, you know, a, a two-month rental. Yeah, Jay Happ. Well, we, uh, that's another good name uh, yeah. to put uh, to put up there. Jay Happ, thirty-five years old. No reason why Toronto should mm-hmm. be wanting to keep him. You know, right. they could, they would certainly move him if they could. He's in the last year of his contract as well. He's making mm-hmm. twelve million dollars a year. So you talk about a guy you would only owe about six million for the rest of the season, which in baseball terms is nothing. You should be able to afford that fairly easily. The Yankees will do all they can to stay under that cap. And when I say all they can, the Yankees are not going over the cap. So they're not mm-hmm. trading for anybody that's going to put him over the cap. Or trade for multiple players that would they do that. They drew a line in the sand, and they're not crossing it. You're right. No, they're not. Not this year. <laughs> they may cross it next year. Mm-hmm. You know, back when the, their, their, the penalty, the tax would reset. But they're not mm-hmm. going to cross that line this year. Uh, no, no way in hell are they doing it. Now, now they finally got under, and I'm sure they won't feel a need to go over. But Jay Happ's another good name here, uh, along with Stroman, Sanchez, uh, I can see one, even two of those guys being moved. Uh, Stroman obviously going to have to prove himself healthy, which it looks like he'll be back in about 10 days. Mm. All right. Uh, continuing on with uh, some uh, injured pitchers, unfortunately. We're talking about so many here. Uh, we talked about Alex Reyes uh, last week. Um, he had missed 16 months with Tommy John surgery, dominant in rehab starts. Uh, but supposedly he hurt himself in one of those uh, last rehab starts, but didn't tell anybody. <laughs> then he pitches his first game, uh, comes out of the game, uh, and he uh, he's going to be out for six months uh, repairing a torn tendon in his right lat muscle. So uh, at this stage, if you own him in a, in a dynasty league, I guess you hold on to him, uh, right? I mean, but uh, at this stage, uh, I mean, 
he didn't tell anybody he was hurt. I mean, uh, but the guy on the Cardinals now uh, that I love is this guy, Miles Mikolas. I mean, I liked him uh, before the start of the season. I wrote about him for the Roto Experts. When you look at what he's done, I mean, uh, when he was with the, his original stint in the major leagues, three seasons, 5.32 ERA, 1.42 whip. Then he goes, he's, he's big in Japan, like like out that Alphaville song. I don't know if you know that, uh, the, the big in Japan uh, guy. But uh, in three seasons, he started 62 games, 2.1 ERA, uh, 0.99 whip in Japan. Uh, big thing is that he's cut down on uh, his uh, walk rate, right? But it uh, doesn't strike out many guys. But uh, if you look at his ERA estimators, they all have uh, his ERA sticking at 3.6 or lower. Yeah, I mean, if you're uh, going to Reyes first, uh, you're certainly holding on to him in the uh, dynasty mm-hmm. league, keeper league, depending on what, what else you, uh, you have at keeper. Uh, Reyes mm-hmm. was unfortunate. I had him in at least three leagues, so I am still weeping after hearing this news. He was lights out. Uh, in the minor leagues in this rehab, I mean, like, nobody could—they couldn't even come close to hitting him, and hadn't given up a run in his major league debut uh, either. Unfortunately, what are you going to do? Lad strain. You know, this is why players tell—I got tell your trainers, tell your coaches that you're hurt. Sure. Uh, I mean, maybe the the outcome's the same. You know, he still mm-hmm. needs to. It would have still been a significant injury, but it does sound like that if you'd have told them, you know, they would. Yeah, you would have missed a couple of starts, but they could have gotten you back in maybe a month. But uh, anyway, gone. What are you going to do? Uh, you said it about Mikolas, a guy who figured out his trade. In Japan, mm-hmm. you know, not yeah. everybody figures it out right away. This way, baseball is a hard game. Some of these pitchers take a while to to figure it out to become a pitcher. You know, he's mm-hmm. not going to throw. He's not someone's going to throw the ball by you, but he throws the ball. You know, low to mid nineties, ninety three, ninety four, which is nice. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I think there's some regression coming. You know, his bit was two sixty nine. It's probably going to go up a little bit in the second half. You always wonder about guys coming over for, from Japan. You know, they don't pitch uh, every fifth day there. They don't pitch many innings there. So right. what happens during the second half when those innings start to add up there? So I, I might worry about that a little bit. That being said, I wish I had uh, more shares of Miklas. You know, he's mm-hmm. on Suss in St. Louis. You know, he's pitching well. I think it continues where he's an asset to your fantasy team. Mm-hmm. Rest of the season in, uh, I guess, 30 seconds. Jack Flaherty or Luke Weaver, uh, Cardinals starter. Both young uh, starters for the Cardinals. Are you going to Flaherty or Weaver? Rest of season, maybe target in a trade at this stage. I wouldn't target either one in a trade. I'll say that right now. Uh, I'm not really all that thrilled about either one. But I mean, Weaver just hasn't pitched well in a while now. So I'll, I'll go Flaherty here, but I think Weaver's the better pitcher and has the better upside. So if I was going to target one in a trade, it's probably Weaver. But I don't really have a whole lot of confidence in either one. All right, we'll come back with more Weekend Fantasy Update at the top of the hour. We'll talk some football next hour. Continue talking some fantasy baseball. Listening to Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. 